everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Shellheads podcast. Uh, we're a team and tea podcast, if you couldn't have guessed. Uh, I'm Sergio, your host. I'm here with Jeff, your other host. Uh, and, and we have a lot to talk about. Some 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 really exciting stuff. Very exciting stuff. Oh, hi, everybody. <laughs> um, like, here's here's the part where we just kind of talk to each other for a few minutes and then we get into whatever we're going to talk about. But we don't have time for that. This the, 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 this episode. We don't. It's a it's a beefy packed baby. Yeah. 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 So so I guess what's what's what did we decide was going to be a new segment at the beginning of this thing? <laughs> what did you name it? I'm, I'm going to throw it over to that segment would be what's in Sergio's box. Okay, yeah, it's, it's, that's me. Um, I'm Sergio, of course, and like the past three or four episodes, we I, like I've talked about, hey, that, what did I get in the mail this week? Ha, ah, you know. Well, I get a lot of Ninja Turtle stuff in the mail. Turns oh. out. So we're just gonna kind of make this an ongoing segment because we release episodes every two weeks, and I don't think there's been a two week period in quite a while where I didn't receive something that was Turtles related. Yeah. So, so I, I guess well, what's in Sergio's box this week? I'm curious. Actual boxes. Ooh. So, so let me let me let me explain. So, I decided I'm going to pursue purchasing the old loot crate Ninja Turtle stuff, right? Right. So, like, like the you know the the, the exclusive stuff from last year. It's very, very expensive, and I'm going to hate myself actually tracking this stuff down, but, you know, in for a penny, in for a pound, right? Right. Well, uh, over the past two weeks, I I have been buying stuff off of eBay. I've been buying stuff off of Facebook Marketplace, uh, and my goal is to recreate the loot crates that were sent out. So that means all of the dumb individual items that were in all of these loot crates, I want to have in the boxes. Yeah. And I want the original boxes. So I I found, you know, I'm not going to say how much I paid for this stuff because I don't need the judgment from, you know, the the rest of the world. Just know it was more than I should have. Right. But in, like, separate shipments, I've received... All of the items in the Shellshock uh, loot crate. I received all of the items. Yeah, all of the items in the Mirage Shredder loot crate. Uh, one of the other shipments, all I received was the box. Literally an empty loot crate box. Because I wanted the, the Shredder box to put everything in. Mm-hmm. So the only thing that I'm still waiting on to complete those two loot crates is the lenticular television diorama television in the shell shock box oh wow but it's on its way oh it's on its way it's it's got a tracking number it's gonna hit the house pretty soon and then i'll just kind of put it in the other box and let it sit in a cabinet forever so mission accomplished i guess that that sounds about right yeah yeah so don't do as i say not as i do don't do this don't don't do this i I still have two more of the original loot crates that i need to get and that is the uh spirit of splinter 
which is currently going for about $300 on eBay. So Dang. that's a nightmare. Uh, and the Bebop and Rocksteady Bunnies uh, loot crate, which is also going for about $300. But that one has two different figures in it, I almost understand. Yeah. I mean, I legit said, hey, Tom, sign up for that loot crate. You're like, nah. How cool could it be, Jeff? Eh. Well, I'm just saying, I freaking warned you. I know. So that's enough about me being a moron. Uh, we'll get, uh, we'll, we'll talk about what's in my box next time. Hopefully it'll be a, a, a jollier topic. Yeah. Uh, I guess that means it's, uh, it's news time. And now time for the news. Here we go. Okay. We have a few news topics with a one huge news topic. What are we doing? For, what are we doing first, Jeff? Uh, First, we're tackling action figure news before we get to the big dog. Cool, cool. Yes, friends, NECA is at it once again. In addition to the giant-sized Raphael uh, that has come out uh, from NECA, which are, should be shipping uh, now, I believe, um, it's not just a one-off, of course. We're getting giant-sized Donatello next. Yes, we are. And, and like, the sculpts of the giant-sized turtles look amazing, by the way. They they really do. Like, they look sh- – like, the turtles have been multiple different shades of green over the decades. And I mm-hmm. think they've just really nailed that solid cartoon series green. <laughs> what a feat. Cartoon series green. Well, I mean, look, they've, they've been all different shades. I get it. I get it. And you're right. You're right. They, they, they just look really good. Uh, I, I, d- despite paying a ridiculous amount of, amount of money for, you know, loot crate crap, I'm probably not going to pick up all four of these, but my, uh, my Raphael is on its way right now. Yeah. I'm, it, it's probably going to be a safe bet uh, that I'm just going to grab and, um, the giant size Michelangelo. That sounded terrible. <laughs> figure when it comes out okay okay there you go you, you you fixed it you fixed it um i'm totally a fan of these giant size turtles just just because there is a legacy yeah because they originally had giant size ones i have all of they, those by the way they carried over um to the uh, 2k3 line i have all of those too uh okay well there's more action figure news there is indeed we are getting a ultimate cartoon foot soldier. Yes, we are. Yes, In we are. Beautiful. Uh, once again, beautiful replica VHS uh, box. Yep. I can't get on board with this one. I'm sorry. Uh, well, I mean, I'm going to buy it. I'm going to buy it. Don't get me wrong, but I'm yeah. Cause you'd be crazy not to, but I love, I love the art on the front where it looks like instead of the turtles are in position where they're supposed to be, it's the foot soldiers. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that that's, that's a, that's a nice touch. Yeah. And, and I, I understand that these are probably being made for army builders, mm-hmm. but who need, who wants this? I mean, yeah. I mean, we've already got what, how many packed in with however many other figures that they've released? One, two, three, four. You can get them with two turtles, 
You can get them with Casey and April, and you can get a two-pack of just foot soldiers already. And those are the last ones to sell. Like, those are the last ones on the shelf, always. Yeah. So, uh, logically, why not? Why not just a standalone ultimate foot soldier figure? Like, it looks fine. The, yeah, the, all I mean, of the different like the, the the accessories are cool. Like it, it comes with a with a cop hat, which is funny. That that uh that hat been in there just kind of tripped me up. But like, who needs this? And Everybody. I guess the sh- the short answer is army builders. That's that's really it. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I get it. Yeah. It's just it's just a waste. Just a waste. Wasted opportunity. Whatever. Well, I mean, I don't think it's any different from, you know, Playmates selling you, you know, multiple different, you know, repainted versions of the same flip and sculpt, you know, over and over through the decades. True. You know, that's that's right. That's right. Yeah. 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 Which which I guess kind of leads directly into the next news story. Uh, I'll take this one because I like disappointment. Um Hey, okay, come on now. <laughs> so, Playmates is at it again, playmating it up. So, about almost 10 years ago now, uh, Playmates released a, a, a run called uh, the, the, the Classic Collection of Action Figures, I think. Mm-hmm. Was it cl- I th- something like that. And it was this run of the Turtles that have like 16 points of articulation. Uh, they, they look a bit more serious and don't look like the original action figures. Uh they got mixed reviews when they came out. Like fans aren't a huge fan of those specific figures. Mm-hmm. I love them. They look goofy and dumb, and I really like that. Well, last year they re-released those exact figures with a different paint job, calling them the Ninja Elite uh, set. And the paint job was of the, the turtles in, in the original Mirage comics. So it's like all of them have red masks, uh, and they have no. Uh, you know, letters on their belts. They just, they look serious and they don't have pupils, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, they're at it again this year, uh, a- a- available exclusively through previews world or <laughs> available, available exclusively through diamond. They're re-releasing those four figures again, uh, with yet another paint job. This time they're black and white with red masks and no pupils. Mm. Uh, supposedly to to look just like the, uh, the 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 comic books, and do they have a stupid name to go along with them too? Um, the Ninja Elite Black and White series. It's gonna be a hundred and ten bucks. Ooh, well it's, it's four figures, so I guess that that makes sense. You know, twenty twenty five dollars a piece or twenty yeah. thirty dollars a piece. It's uh, who again? I'm gonna. I know I said this earlier, but who needs this? Like, who wants this? Diehards? Uh, no, like the, the no one likes these figures except me. They made them just for you. No one wanted the Ninja Elite figures, but they released those. And now, I don't know. Maybe they just maybe they just made too many of them, and they were like, "We got to get these out the door." That's very possible. <laughs> it's like we've already mashed the plastic. We got to get these things into a box. But again, we don't need these. I'm going to buy them because I'm, I'm an idiot, but we don't need them. Or are you going to wait for them to go on sale? They're not going to go on sale. They're exclusives, so they're uh, immediately going to hit 
eBay as if, you know, there's some sort of rare item and they're never going to drop in price because resellers can't take the hint. Uh, it's a shame. Yeah. <sighs> so, I, I'm, there's there's one big news topic left, which I'm gonna let you have. I just want to mention this because it's not it's not really news. It's just kind of an announcement. Are you familiar with Bitmojis? Um, kind of. So so Bit Bitmojis are an extremely popular. Uh, like avatar maker that uh, mm. works in like works with Snapchat, and uh, it, it's kind of what Facebook ripped off when they created their little avatars. That would be a, why I haven't. I'm not familiar with it because I don't do Snapchat. Yeah, well, you can use them outside of Snapchat. It's just they, like it. It kind of integrates with it really seamlessly. Um, well, you can now have Ninja Turtles clothes on. Like official Ninja Turtles like clothes in the Bitmoji app, which and, is cool, I guess. And is that free, or do you have to uh, purchase it? Oh, it is free. Huh. I mean, I you can't be free. Uh, and and Jeff, go ahead, take it away. What's what's our last news topic? Probably the most shell shocking piece of news that I just this came out of nowhere. Um, you had inboxed me, and then I was half awake, and I was like, wait, whoa, 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 what? <laughs> <laughs> yes, folks, we are getting a, a brand new Ninja Turtles video game called Shredder's Revenge. Uh, very much in the vein of the traditional uh, retro games, the beat-em-up era versions, uh, most notably Turtles in Time. Mm-hmm. Um, this is heavily, um, I don't say influence, but this is basically the 87 cartoon. If season one had continued being exactly what it was. And when I, when I say that the turtles were a little bit tougher, they were more confident. Like there's a beautiful cutscene um, opening and they look tough. They yeah, are like not... I, I like I wouldn't even tie it to season one. I would just say it's a modern take on the classic cartoon. I mean, that's what at least what it feels like to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, you know, they're not watering them down. The company um that is working on this, I'm really not sure how to pronounce this. Dot emu or dotum. Um, and <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> It's, you know, I haven't heard the name said, so either way, it, 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 it works. Um, they worked on, uh, part of the studio uh, did work on um, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, um, and the game, the, uh, the movie game uh, for the 2007 uh, Game Boy Advance, apparently, um, and Streets of Rage 4. So a bunch of beat 'em ups. Well, yeah. So I mean that you know that works out. Yeah. Good beat 'em. Good beat 'em ups. Those are all very solid games, which I do highly recommend to people if you enjoy beat 'em ups, which I do thoroughly. I know you're not a huge fan or a fan. <laughs> to say that I actively dislike them, it might be a bit more 
than like than I'm willing to commit to. Yeah. I just think they're pointless. Yeah. Like walk to the right, swing your sword, walk a little more to the right, kick your feet. When you die, put in another quarter, rinse, repeat for 45 minutes. I mean, yeah, I mean, I get it. It's not everybody's cup of tea, but it is one of the most synonymous and iconic franchises that are associated with the arcade and that people remember the most. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's one of those, those parts of the turtles legacy that I have kind of a, that, that I'm, that I'm kind of at odds with because, you know, when you say, Hey, new turtles video game, me being a huge game player, you know, gamesman like that, that, you know, I, I perk up. It's like, okay, cool. What, what, what are we, what are we talking about here? Like a, like a, uh, you know, action adventure game as some sort of uh, third person over the shoulder, something like Batman Arkham Asylum. Like, w- what, are, what are we talking about here? And to find out that it's just some company trying to, you know, reignite a, you know, a, a, a pretty much dead genre for the sake of nostalgia is incredibly disappointing for me. I mean, I wouldn't say dead. Just because there's been like a lot of beat 'em ups come out over the last couple of years. But what was the last high budget beat 'em up? Did Streets they actually? S- that's not high budget. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say high. Well, you're gonna have a high budget for. Uh, well, that's the thing. Like beat-em-ups. Activision, uh, EA, Nintendo. Like none of these companies are funneling a lot of money into beat 'em ups because it's a dying genre. Yeah, well, semantics. You know, so so while beat 'em ups do have a home, I get that. And if you like them, more power to you. I, fan, that's fantastic. It's just I want a legit, good, real video game, and this just isn't that. Well, let's hold all that off until we play it. It could be I, rich and robust. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying it's not gonna be good. Yeah, it's probably gonna be good, and I hope it's good. Yeah. Well, I mean, it. You know. Being developed by Tribute Games and published by Dotem, dot, dot EMU. Um, uh, I mean, these guys have done some great stuff. Um, I'm, I'm a fan. Um, the, the imagery looks fantastic. Probably my favorite thing in this entire like minute long, minute plus long trailer yeah. is when the turtles are running, and the way that freaking Michelangelo is running. With like both hands just in the air, just like he's he's giving it his all. Like that's probably my favorite thing. Um, it's kind of weird. He only has one nunchuck, <laughs> and that's kind of driving me kind of crazy. I'm like, um, hey buddy, where's your it's, other one? At least it's, they didn't. It's a minute's worth of footage, Jeff. It's a minute's worth of footage. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> it might. It's still in development, or they're working on it. They're working um, on the other nunchuck right now. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> There's a lot of little extra special touches that just you can kind of see through these images and just through the animations that I think it's going to be just kind of just special. And from the beginning opening tra- uh, cutscene, it showed April kicking the crap out of a foot soldier. And I'm like, are they going to make April playable? Probably. And Splinter? I mean, that would be dope. Yeah, the, 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 those will probably be playable. Um, 
I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Casey was like unlockable at some point either. Oh, that'd be so great. I've already put on my nod for Metalhead. I know it's gonna I'm not gonna happen, but I'm like, hey, come on. <laughs> Even if it's a you know a, a different skin, whatever, you know. Um, but I um, I look forward to seeing more and hearing more. Um, you know, as the uh, the game progresses, but I'm just I'm I'm very excited. Yeah, I hope it's good. Then again, if it's good, they'll just make more of them, and they'll still neglect the kind of you know games I want to play. I don't. But know. I hope it's good. Because you think about this, this could be a gateway because the two new games and the kind of games that you and I really want. Like I, I as much as I love beat 'em ups, I really want this and I'm looking forward to it. But I want a big kind of an open world Assassin's Creed Arkham Asylum style Turtles game. You can just go around and do all kinds of crazy stuff, skateboard, whatever, rooftops, all that stuff. And so, that's not going to happen if this game is successful. I don't know. I don't know. Like if, we'll if this game is successful, they're going to double down on this style of game. That's what happens every time. Let's uh, let's let's stay optimistic here. I, hey, again, I hope it's good. I do. I, I it's just it's not it's not my genre. And that's fine. That's yeah, fine. It's, we, it's, it is it's, it is absolutely fine. <laughs> we've learned that there's a lot of things you're not into, and that's that is fine. Correct. That's fine. Uh, I'm also going to include a link to Shredder's Revenge in the post. So Sweet. check the show notes. Yeah. Um, that that does it for news. Uh, we're moving on to our main topic, Jeff. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay. So so I guess we have to explain this every single time we 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 do this because every episode could be someone's first episode. We are gonna power through all of Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as quickly as we can in order to be done with the series for the movie releasing this summer on Netflix. So we just covered the first like eight ep- episodes, I think, what, five, five episodes ago? Like it wasn't that long ago. Mm-hmm. And we only have a few months to, to do this. So we're diving back into Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles once again. And this time we watched what was it nine eight eight nine episodes? It felt like so many more since they're just broken up into segments. Yeah, yeah, it ended up being like eighteen or something like that. Um, yeah. Uh, I am pulling up a episode guide because it's kind of a mess across the different platforms that these things are available. Um, I watched mine on Vudu. Uh huh. Um, so th- those were numbered a little different. But I'm going to try to go – we're going to try to work uh, with the episode guide or episode order that is on Wikipedia. Uh-huh. Uh, and we're going to refer to them by the episode names and numbers that are on Wikipedia to make this way easier. So what was the first episode that we watched this time, Jeff? I'm assuming it's the Gumbus. It's the Gumbus. That right. is correct. 9A. Yes, 109A or 9A. Yes. So Leo, Mikey, and uh, April investigate a haunted supermarket uh, because there's apparently a specter named the Gumbus that has haunt, haunted this supermarket. Uh, the supermarket's called the Stock and Shop, which is very a very clever name considering uh, they run into Baxter Stockboy. 
Yeah. Uh, which is basically a young Baxter Stockman. Mm-hmm. Basically. Uh, and, and, and previously, me and you were on, uh, what was the name of that podcast? Tomes of Evil. Yes. Me and you were on Tomes of Evil. And we talked about Baxter Stockman, and I dismissed Baxter Stockboy as not actually Baxter Stockman. This is my official apology. Sorry about that. This is totally Baxter Stockman. Yeah. And well, it'd been a while since you've seen the episode in your defense. That is correct. It had been a very long time since I'd watched it. Uh, and he's basically just a little Baxter, which is he's adorable. And towards the end of the episode, uh, when you find out it's not a specter, it's actually Baxter, who is the son of the owners of the the, the stock and shop, uh, in a robot suit, pretending to be a a ghost. Yeah. Baxter Stockman, or I'm sorry, Baxter in a robot suit. Does that sound familiar? Very familiar. Uh, this was a fun episode. What what stood out to you, Jeff? Right off the bat, Michelangelo being in a pillow fort. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was pretty. That was pretty great because I built my fair share of those when I was a kid. The the imagery in this, again, the the set designs, the dressing, the just everything across the board for this show just looks gorgeous. The yep. the yep. coloring, the neons, everything it just it just it just pops. And so in this episode, I very much felt like something out of evil dead a little bit mhm what what i really liked is the like the the dynamic between mikey and leo because leo was like this isn't a this isn't a ghost yeah this isn't a ghost and then mikey was like oh it's totally haunted and and april was really really excited that it was haunted you know <clears throat> and then when it was revealed that oh it might actually be haunted, Leo was like, "Oh no, you were right. I'm never yeah. right, or I'm never wrong." And so, so, so like there were really good jokes about him being wrong for a change. And then there were even more good jokes when it's revealed again that it's not haunted. It's just a dude in a robot costume. Yeah, yeah. So, so like the conversations there were just fantastically placed. Yeah, like I like them splitting off certain ones. And they they get to play off one another, um, and you know just the the pairing just like with April being so in overly enthusiastic like it she, it kind of feels like um like Ray stands from Ghostbusters like she's like oh this is great oh 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 I'm sorry um <laughs> <laughs> but she's not sorry she's just all in oh yeah. Yeah, like every single situation where the ghost was was like trying to scare them, she was actively giggling. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love how Mikey was ready with a uh, was a tinfoil lined vacuum cleaner. Yep, yep. Very, it's uh, very Ghostbusters. Very Ghostbusters. Is there anything else you want to say about the Gumbus, Jeff? Um, let's see here. Um. Oh, there's a quick little um, vocal cameo from Cree Summers, uh, who is Baxter's mom. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. And for those of you out there who are not familiar with Cree Summers, uh, she was the voice of Penny on Inspector Gadget. 
she was also on The Kids Next Door. She was also on um, Drawn Together. This was a box, Foxy Love, I think. Yeah, yeah I remember Drawn Together. Yeah. She is one of the most accomplished voice actresses. And she was also Freddie on A Different World. Cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like I, I, I loved, I loved the, in, the use of Baxter Stockman in this, this, this episode. Yeah, I did too. Cause obviously rise is a different show. They don't, they don't have to bring out a Baxter Stockman at any point, mm-hmm. but for them to find a way to, 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 to shoehorn this character in and it be clever and funny and effective. Fantastic. You have Sergio's stamp of approval. Yes. Uh, let's move on to Mrs. Cuddles. Oof. <laughs> what was that noise for? Oh, man, this one's... This one's trippy. Uh, so, it, it is very trippy. Uh, so, Raphael is absolutely terrified of this rabbit from a television show called Mrs. Cuddles. April, who is always looking for another job because she loses every job that she gets. Uh, mainly gets a job, because of the turtles. Mainly because of the turtles. Uh, gets a job working on the show uh, and brings the Mrs. Cuddles doll home uh, to terrorize Raphael with. Mrs. Cuddles comes to life. Like Chucky. Like Chucky and starts like chasing the turtles in April throughout the lair. And it's, it's revealed that whenever someone screams in fear at Mrs. Chuckles or cuddles, sorry, uh, she grows. Obviously they didn't figure this out until she was huge. Yeah. Uh, and like any good children's show, uh, ultimately Raphael has to face his fear because all of the other characters are incapacitated. If I remember, if, if I remember that, that correctly, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we learned that if screams make it grow, laughter makes it shrink. Uh-huh. And Raphael is able to laugh it uh, back to normal size. Uh, successfully, with Splinter's help. With Splinter's help. Uh, successfully conquering his fear of Mrs. Cuddles. What did you think of the Mrs. Cuddles episode? It's like it's two for two. We got two horror like kind of related episodes. Um, oh, yeah. I didn't catch that. Yeah, and it just, man, it just, it freaked me out. I was like, nope, I'm right there with you, Raph. I'm like, I do not like Mrs. Cuddles at all. Um, But it was, it was, it was played well, like how in 2K12, Raph was terrified of roaches. And to see this giant hulking turtle afraid of a puppet, you know, but that's a creepy, wop-eyed, looking puppet um and oh gosh like man they were mike don and leo were just trolling him so hard just like oh we're about to watch something really cool and then splinter's like no it's going to interfere with uh was it um what's the name of the show um (laughs) scorpion treadmill scorpion (laughs) yes scorpion treadmill (laughs) <laughs> I again folks I'm going to recommend you look up Japanese game shows safe search on YouTube there's all the weird stuff out there 
but fun. <laughs> uh, um, and they sent him right here. Raph, you can sit right in the front. Oh, cool. Oh, my God. <laughs> what have you done? Just, oh, man, they were brutal. Yeah, yeah. Like, like one of a, the a bitter, bitter price for their yeah. little deceit. <laughs> like one of the, the the real benefits of these shows only being 11 minutes is that the stories they tell have to be compact, which in turn means a lot of them don't take place, you know, across New York City. They take place in the lair in a very enclosed space with a very to the point story. And this was this episode along with a lot of these other ones are the timing is perfect. The, the length is perfect and they're really effective at telling the story they're trying to tell. And this one works. It's just a little vignette about Raphael being scared of something, which is that's happened before. So it's also kind of a callback. Yeah. Yeah. This was a fun episode. I really enjoyed this one as, as well. Well, yeah. if we're done with Mrs. Cuddles, let's move on to one of my favorites, Stuck on You. Oh, oh, boy. Uh, and I don't know. Do you remember that, that movie from like the late 90s or early 2000s named Stuck on You? Uh, who was in that? I think Matt Damon. Um, let me see. It was, yeah, Matt Damon and Greg Kinnear. Oh, was it the one where they were Siamese twins? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that movie's terrible. This episode is way better than that. That was a really bad movie. I don't know what they were thinking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the turtles, or Raphael, glues all the turtles together in this big, bouncy ball-looking sphere. With fab. Yes. And his like his idea is that it, if they all are stuck in this orb... They have to work together, hence improving their teamwork ability, making yeah. them unstoppable. Well, what this means is Raph has one arm out. Uh, Leo has one arm out. Mikey has a leg out and Donatello has a leg out. And for them to move anywhere, they have to move in tandem like a Siamese twin. Or and like use, a set of Siamese twins. And use the the, you know the the unmediest legs to walk yeah because it makes it funnier but i'm just like come on raf come on oh yeah yeah this this episode is hilarious so the entire time the the three that did not think of the idea is are, are just giving raphael so much crap about how it's a terrible idea and that there's no way they can fight crime and there's no way they can even walk and they end up stumbling upon not one not two, but four different like enemies that they have to fight, and they're unable to split apart to fight them because they're in this stupid ball. Yeah. Uh, which I, I think is really funny. And of course, uh, the Warren Stone returns, which I love Warren Stone so much. So do I. The, the little worm who thinks that he's the turtle's greatest nemesis, and they really don't even know who he is. A uh, hypnopotamus is in it. Uh, the Foot Clan is in it. Silverfish are in it. Like it's, it, they really brought back a lot of characters in order to tell the story. And uh, and ultimately, they are able to fight using, you know, using this this ball that they're stuck in. 
uh, and they get they break out of the ball and uh, to once once they decide that they need to be back together to beat these these enemies, they use Warren Stone as a belt to hold it back together, which is really the cherry on the top of this episode. I was laughing so hard. It was so funny, man. What did what did you think of Stuck on You? When you well, it, at first I was like, oh, this is this is dumb. <laughs> I was like, why? I was like, come on, why are you? You know, because I think this was wasn't this one of the episodes you made me watch originally? This was this was the one that I was like, no, you're gonna sit down and you're gonna watch Rise and you're watch you're gonna enjoy it. I promise. And, and this was I, the one I showed you. And I didn't. But then going back now. And watching it, like, I do enjoy it a bit more. Um, <laughs> John Michael Higgins, again, Warren Stone is probably, like, one of the best things he's ever done. Um, <laughs> ne- next to, in my eyes, um, Mintock, the mind taker from Harvey Berman, attorney at law. Um, he's just that so over-the-top, arrogant-sounding voice, which is just perfect for these types of characters um i would watch an entire movie or tv series of him just being an arrogant anchor man yeah yeah like warren stone is one of those characters that i hope comes back in some some other some other fashion we didn't get an action figure though did we or an accessory i don't think so no somebody that's a shame as I said, I love I love this this episode. Here's this is the episode where we find out that Donnie's password is Booty Shaker Nine Thousand. Yes, because he loves to dance. Yeah, yeah. And that joke resurfaces two or three times. Yeah, I just love the look on his face. They're like, "Oh, we got we got to put the password in to uh, access the computer." It's like, um, no. <laughs> like Booty Shaker Nine Thousand is funny, but it's like what I think is really really funny was michelangelo's guesses at what his password was yeah he was like i i bet you it's i love my family nope. <laughs> just because he's such a wholesome little boy he is he is he is the heart of the family yeah <sighs> i um i got nothing but positive things to say about stuck on you yeah like originally i was like nah uh now more good things uh we found out that warren stone finds a power glove at the end yeah yeah, but more on that later. That's true. We 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 do learn uh, a lot of stuff later <laughs> about that power glove. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all I have. Do you have anything else for stuck on you? Let's see. Oh, um, is this this isn't the first time we get the uh, shell hogs? Is it? Maybe. I uh, I don't keep up with that stuff, so I don't know. One of my favorite lines is um. As when Raphael's like, where would you, he's like, where were you, where were you hiding them? I was like, oh, you know, they're not, you know, done yet. There's just a holiday really special. I was like, ah, buy some toys. <laughs> That's exactly well, what that it'll, plug was. It'll, it'll come out at Christmas. That way you know it's important. I legit love the shell hogs. Like, they remind me so much of the light cycles from Tron. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now that you bring it up. I love the origami ninja, um, and just the foot, the, the foot guys, Rob Paulson and, and um, Maurice LaMarche. Yep. Just I, I love those guys so much. <laughs> and they come back a lot. They do. It's got to be murder on Rob's voice to do that raspy. Oh man. 
And it's so it is so tough. Yeah, well, it, it, like he's not like he has a, a whole bunch of lines, so so well, I, this is I'm true. sure that I'm sure that helps. Yeah. Um, all right, well, uh, let's move on to I'll be back. <laughs> uh, th- this is yet another gem of an episode. Um, oh, where is it? Okay, here we go. So, so, so the turtles apparently have been practicing music in the lair uh, and have decided to, to to play a gig at uh, the, I guess, world famous Al, Alberto Alberto land. Yeah. 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 And uh, the, the turtles are all dressed up as different music artists like uh, Donatello is Daft Punk. Basically. And, 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 and Michelangelo's run DMC. Ah, uh, you got that, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Leonardo is, I'm just going to say Bon Jovi or any hair metal twisted. Any hair metal band like like yeah. uh, Motley Crue. Something. Uh, Rat, you know. Uh, and Raphael is um, James Brown. Or is Barry White. Barry White, James Brown. Well, yeah, let's go with Barry White. That's a, that's a, that's that's a much better. Uh, yeah, that one. He's got the deeper voice. It, which is so weird because whenever he goes to sing, his voice gets super deep. Oh, it's so good though. <laughs> uh, and like th- th- that's that's where the turtles come into this episode. They're like, we have a band now. We're gonna play at Alberto Land. Uh, they then cut and they show that Alberto, the, the like the evil robot from the Chuck E. Cheese ripoff that had gained sentience in a previous episode is back alive because Baxter Stockboy brought him back to life. Very he, briefly. No speaking lines. He no just nothing. walks into frame and he's like, Hey, here, here you go. And didn't say anything, but Alberto then goes to like basically a warehouse full of failed Alberto franchises brings all of these, these, uh, animatronic, bears back to life all of them with a different theme and, and they are going to take over alberto land it's they get so there. incredibly good it's so good they, they get there and they run off all the humans and the turtles are trying to play their show and uh they they realize that oh no alberto has taken over the the place and what ends up beating the alberto robots is how bad the turtles music is. Yeah. They all become suicidal robots and off themselves or explode. This, this episode is such a journey, man. Wasn't this the other one you made me watch or maybe I'll watched it somewhere. No, it, this was, yeah, these were the two that I made you watch. Okay. They were back to back. They were both, uh, part of episode 10. Okay. And, uh, it's so funny, man. It's so funny. And seeing all of these robots just kill themselves because their music is so bad is dark. It's so it's, dark. It's very dark. And it the episode wouldn't be nearly as good as it is if not for the vocal stylings of Tom Kenny. Tom Kenny, is, El- is that is that Raph? He's Alberto. Oh, El- oh, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. When they got to the pirate Alberto, I think it was a misstep that they didn't name him Arberto. <laughs> like again, this is this is an episode that I can't say anything bad about. 
it's another horror type episode esque. Yeah, kind of, kind of. And like, it's just ludicrous. Like the reason the turtles are interacting with these, these bears is because they have a band now that is yeah. completely, they've never announced this. And also they're all wearing ridiculous costumes, which, you know, I'm a fan of. Oh yeah. I, yeah. I, I, le- I legit hate that we did not get a Daft Punk Don figure. We might have. We got the wrestling ones, and then like the exterminators. That's right. Ones. We got the wrestling ones. Um, and the exterminators, but I think that's about it. That would the been figure a, line didn't last too long. It did not. Man, it did not. Those figures did not move. No. Like they hoped they would. <laughs> uh, anything else? Anything else on this one? We got to get moving. Um. Oh, Splinter uh, sings beautifully, and he sings Pugliacci. And the turtles were having none of it. Nope. That sounds right. Yeah, yeah. Not at all. <laughs> uh, I'd be very remiss if I didn't mention Bayou Berto, Chef Alberto, <laughs> French Le- French Alberto. Austrian Alberto, I mean, just using freaking um, pretzels as shurikens. Yep. Um, let's see. Yeah, that's about all I got on that one. But yeah, that was a really fun episode. And another, again, another kind of a horror type episode. Evil robots taking over. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's move on to another one of my favorite. Like, there's so many good episodes in this. Because the next one is the Purple Jacket. Oh, it's so good. And I, I, I love that this series is not afraid of just letting three of the four turtles just take a back seat. Yeah. Uh, Donatello is visiting April's school, and uh, he sees this group of teenage nerds uh called the purple dragons uh and they're basically a tech club uh but more importantly he sees that they're all wearing these sweet uh what kind of jackets was was it i mean they were purple dragon jackets but satin satin that's what it was satin ah purple satin jackets very prince like very prince and donatello wanted to be in the club so he could wear the jacket uh, and felt he had the, the he had the uh, the chops, so he proves his worthiness, makes it into the club, gets himself a jacket, uh, only to find out that the Purple Dragons, of course, are an evil tech club because they're the Purple Dragons, uh, and they steal his tech uh, in order to uh, for criminal purposes. Let's say, yeah, Donnie is Donnie has to stop them uh, by fighting against his own tech and ultimately has to sacrifice his beautiful satin purple jacket uh, to defeat the the bad guys. The pain. The pain. There is a shot at the end of this episode where he's sitting, where he's standing in an alley, and the shreds of his jacket are floating down like snow. And he, and like, it's just this epically framed, like, like he's lost a loved one style shot. And yeah, it's hilarious. Like, I mean, I get it. Having attachment to like jackets and stuff like that, like everybody has more or less something that like makes them just feel 
gives them confidence, you know? Yeah. Like he was already confident and arrogant, but that, that jacket felt like it was more like validation. Yes. Yes. And that's why it hurt so bad. Yeah. Like, like the jacket was so cool looking that when he went back to the lair, the other turtles were like, where do you get that jacket? That's a cool jacket. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Here's another situation where they implement an old idea like the in this one, in this case, the purple dragons and yeah. use it in a modern way that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, while, you know, some some people may say, oh, well, they're trampling on the, the the legacy of the purple dragons. Like, what exactly is the legacy of the purple dragons? They're a street gang. They're a street gang. In the original comics, they were literally one frame. Yeah. Technically, the turtle's first enemy. Yeah. I mean, they're a bigger deal now, thanks to yeah. the good people at IDW. Yeah, well, and 2K3, and, you know, they, they, Purple Dragons right. have been in other versions. It's just, it, the Purple Dragons is more of an idea than anything. Yeah. And them using it in this show, uh, in this way, is inspiring and fun, and the Purple, like, these tech nerds come back later. Like, it's cool. What'd you think? I really enjoyed this one uh, a great deal. Of course, no, no horror element to this, um, uh, per se. Um, probably there's a couple of just really, really shining moments for me. Um, when he first gets the jacket, he, he, Mm -hmm. he's just, he takes it everywhere. He just falls asleep with it on him. Yep. That was hilarious. Um, and the other the other big one is when he's showing it off to his brothers. And they're just like, yeah, whatever, whatever. And then he leaves the room. And they're like, oh, that's such a cool jacket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't want to like it, but I do, you know. And so they're just so jealous. Um, but if I had to pick one just single shining moment in this entire episode can i guess it i think i know what you're gonna say go ahead is it the climbing claws no no really okay then go ahead sorry it's um instead of getting you know the turtle tank or the 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 shell hogs he decides donnie decides to get april and uh ride in her basket like et on her bike (laughs) yeah (laughs) and somehow his tall self fits in that basket he's a turtle he just put tucked his feet into his shell i know but still <laughs> that's a big shell <laughs> oh but wait no he's not wearing his tech his, he doesn't have his tech backpack so that yes that's yeah. actually more plausible so yeah 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 like but my favorite part is the climbing claws yeah like when he goes to climb the building and pulls out the climbing claws that we know from every other version of the turtles and like he grabs the side of the building and then he's pulled sideways and you just see it scrape across the side of the building just doesn't work <laughs> again they just funny moment after mo- funny moment after funny moment yeah doesn't work oh, what, on glass. what else you got for purple dragon uh let's see oh so like when um I forget what's the what's the main purple dragon's name? Uh I don't know. 
Because like what what Donnie doesn't know is that the, the jacket is secretly like a a tracker uh, or like a like a like a hacking device. Yeah, and um, so they steal all of his tech and stuff. And so one of the main one of the main uh, purple dragons has his like hover backpack thing. And mm-hmm. the only way to stop – they were trying to get the source code so they could hack into anything in the world. And so the only way to stop it, of course, is to use the jacket. And he was like, okay, April, I'll use your jacket. She's like, no, you must be out of your mind. Use your own. He's like, okay, even though this is this whole thing was your fault. And then April pokes her head out. We are going to have a chat. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, she's like, no, you didn't. Yeah, I, just, I yep. laugh so so stinking hard. It's so funny. Um, but yeah, that was that was great. I really I really enjoyed this one a lot. Cool. Well, uh, let's keep this rolling. Let's move to Pizza Pit. This this one is another really bizarre episode. Like the turtles just kind of back their way into the excitement. Uh, apparently it's Pizza Week, the greatest week of the year. Uh, and, and, the, and the turtles decide they're going to visit their favorite pizza places uh, one at a time and enjoy pizza. Obviously, they get to the first one and, well, we meet a, some characters before all of that, but we'll get there. I have all the names of all the pizza places. Oh, good, 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 because I mean, I was going to ask you for those. Yeah. Uh, first up is Mikey's place. Uh huh. Wait, where is it? Lou Mike Tony's Pizza. Yep, yep. Uh, but that first pizza place gets the first pizza place gets destroyed um, by a sinkhole, and of course, Mikey loses his mind. Yeah. Uh, then they go to whose whose pizza place do they go to next? Is it Raph's? Uh, I believe the second one is John's. Probably. What's the name of the second pizza place? Tony Lou's pizza. <laughs> they get there. They're about to, you know, approach the building. It sinks into a sinkhole. Destroyed. Now the turtles are really losing their minds. They go to the third one. What was its name? Mike Tony Tony's Brothers Pizza. <laughs> this one also gets destroyed. <laughs> they have yet to eat any pizzas. Uh, we find out that these are being destroyed by a group of female gophers, a, a prairie dog, a honey badger, and a group called Dig. Dig. Uh, yeah, one's yeah. a groundhog. Okay, yeah, okay. So I, I guess I didn't catch what the actual species was, but basically they're burrowing animals, uh, and their plan was to like destroy all these buildings so the the local stadium in town falls in you know like underground and all the people in it will be trapped and they have to listen to their concert yeah uh and what was the name of the last and final pizza place mike and lou the brothers tony pizza Turns out all four all, all four of these pizza places are owned by the same family, and the destruction of the th- of the the th- the three did they destroy all four or was or was it just the three? I believe it was just th- the three. Yeah, because 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 at the end of the episode we find out that they uh, had 
the the four brothers had been like fighting for years and the destruction of those three pizza places bring them back together and now d- did you happen to write down what the, the the final name of the uh pizza place was um i thought that was it oh lou mike tony tony pizza <laughs> yeah yeah so the 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 like ultimately there was no bad guy. I guess there were bad guys. Yeah. But it was just like a stupid Brock group. Yeah. Such a weird, weird episode. Uh, my favorite part, and it's probably going to be your favorite part too, but I'm stealing it, was Angry Michelangelo. Oh, no. that's. I mean, that was fun. That was fun, but that's not my favorite part. Really? Yeah. A- angry, like, we have never, ever, ever seen Michelangelo the way we saw him in this episode. Yeah, he was just like, I'm I'm not having it. I'm just not having it at furious. all. Uh what was you what 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 were your favorite parts? Donatello's conspiracy board. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll give you that. There is so much stuff on that board. Um I urge everyone uh to not only watch this episode. Um I would give away I'll give you a nugget. I want you to go and discover these for yourself. Um, there's a frame where you can clearly see uh, the images, but it, it's pulled back. Um, there's an image of the 2K3 turtles. Yep. No, no, no. I'm sorry. That's wrong. Uh, oh. There's an image of the 2012 turtles. Um and some other smatterings of, of, of different iterations. And so I'll, I'll let you, you all discover that for yourselves. Uh, voice actress extraordinaire E.G. Daly uh, was the voice of the Prairie Dog and Honey Badger. Uh, you might remember her as Tommy Pickles on Rugrats. Oh, okay. Um, or if you're a uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure fan she was dotty the bicycle uh, shop owner oh, so she's been in the game for a while is what you're saying oh yeah she's done lots of voice work cool um and nolan north was pizza mike <laughs> you can't you can't have a, a, a an animated tv show without nolan north in there somewhere right you really can't you really really can't um uh, let's see. When they're when they're chasing some of the Dig members, it's very much video game centric, like Dig Dug, as they're going through all the different tunnels through the shell hogs. Um, <laughs> and we get introduced to Doctor Delicate Touch. Why don't I remember that? <laughs> it's it's well it's it's Mikey's other persona in the sense of like, hey, I got this. Let let Doctor Delicate Touch tell this guy. I, oh, I got okay, him. okay. That's what. That's why I didn't remember because it's just Mikey. Yeah, and he goes up to, to Pizza Mike. He's like, "You got bugs!" And everybody starts freaking out and running out of the pizza restaurant. <laughs> um, which was which was hilarious. They played whack a mole with uh, one of the Dig members, which I think was hilarious. Yeah. Um. Uh, other than that, I think that about covers it. All right. All right. Well, 
Let's keep it moving then. Next up is Smart Lair. They're just getting better and better. Aren't they? Aren't they? Really Smart Lair. So Donatello inv- invents a a uh, what's it called? A smart layer, yeah, like a like a personal home assistant named Sheldon or Sheldon. 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 Uh, and he he does this to do chores around uh the 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 lair. But but why does he need to have them? Or why does he have Sheldon? There's a specific reason. But to to clean the to clean up the mess. Well, yeah, so they don't have to, so they can go watch a Lujitsu movie. Oh, okay. Well, yes. Uh, th- throughout the, the, the episode, we find out that Donatello programmed Sheldon to prefer Donatello. The other turtles kind of realize this without realizing this and rewire him with just you know, by randomly moving wires around. Yeah. And that causes Sheldon to go insane. And turn into, like, a dude bro. (laughs) Which sounds a lot like 2012's Michelangelo. Oh, wait, that's because it is. Really? It's Greg Sipes. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, In some cases, I could swear it was uh, Matt Hill, just because I know his voice so well. I was like, wait, is that? No, that's Greg Sipes. (laughs) Very close. Uh, Sheldon ends up turning on Donnie and tries to replace him. Uh, my favorite part of this episode is the I would never joke. <laughs> we would never. It's so good. And it's it's real hard to explain like wh- how that fits into the episode, but it's thrown around, what, like six times? Basically. In, in the ten minutes of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um. This one's a fun one, and there's an, uh, there's another episode later that is kind of uh, similar to it, and I'll bring it up when we get there. What'd you think of Smart Lair? I loved this episode. Um, you also get to see just how lazy Splinter is. Yeah. Because <laughs> he really is. Um, so far removed from any other iteration. He was like, oh, I don't know about this. It was like, oh, well, I've got a, a flying microwave. What? That can make any snack you want. That's pretty dope. <laughs> that's, how, that's how they keep Splinter off their back. Yeah, a pizza butler. A pizza butler, yeah. Uh, basically. Shilling uh, out hot soup! <laughs> um... Yeah, and just like the bizarre, like Sheldon turning on everybody and like having like this almost like insane amount of like spider-like tendrils and stuff. I was just, it was nuts. But him having the mask on, floating around was really cool, and him just being, you know, a bro, bro, uh, <laughs> which uh, I, I rather enjoyed. Um, Splinter was taken with him what. That like what tab, traveling the microwave could tra- could travel through time and he was like what I've always wanted to do that <laughs> yeah yeah be on a show with the detective microwave <laughs> and travel <laughs> through time I'm like yes 
I would watch that. <laughs> spinoff. Spinoff. Um, I love the name of the Lujitsu movies. This one was Lujitsu Beats the Mummy Ninja. Of course. And it just gets crazier from here on out. So the the terrible movie names continue, uh, which <laughs> I rather enjoy. Are, but they're not terrible. They're pretty great. Well, they, they would be terrible actual movies. Man, I would watch those. Uh, I don't really have anything else to say about Smart Lair. I liked it, but yeah, uh, let's keep it rolling. Uh, 12B is Hot Soup, Hot Soup. the game. I want to play that too. <laughs> uh, they find out that there's a hot soup game, a lujitsu game, uh, and so Michelangelo tries to go get it. Like he wins it, he basically wins it on an auction. Yeah. And he has to go pick it up in person. And when he gets to the place to pick it up, he encounters the Foot Clan, who is also there to get lujitsu stuff. Mm-hmm. They weren't there to get the game that Michelangelo was trying to get, uh, but they end up fighting over it anyway because they send the foot recruit uh, in as like a training mission mm-hmm. to do it by themselves or to do it by herself. Michelangelo goes it alone because he wants to prove he can do it on his own. Yeah. And so it ends up being Mikey versus this foot recruit. And both of them are on what is essentially training missions. So it just kind of, you know, the story mirrors itself really well. Yeah. Uh, ultimately, Mikey does get the game. The, the 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 foot soldiers once they realize that what they're actually there to get is not there, or they couldn't find it, they left. And mm-hmm. Mikey gets home, plays the game. It's an Atari game. He hates it because the graphics are bad. And then uh, Splinter's like, "Oh yes, the Lujitsu game. Check out those high definition abs. Yeah. This was a good episode because." After several episodes that do not connect at all into anything, we get a, we get some breadcrumbs here. Yeah, some bread breadcrumbs breadcrumbs that lead us into later uh, episodes in the season. What'd you yeah. think of Hot Soup the game? I I loved it. I love this episode. Um, we don't get the name of the foot recruit, but I can give you the name of the vo- of the actress who voices her. Okay, it was the one and only Zelda Williams. That's correct. I knew that. I knew that one. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool character. Um, do we? I mean, you can spoil. Do we see her again, or is that it? Uh, oh yeah, no. She comes back several times. Oh good, 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 good. Yes, yes. She is a reoccurring character. Fantastic. Um, uh, there is an ice cream kitty sighting. Yeah. Uh, which I love ice cream kitty. Me too. So, so that was that was very uh, that was a welcome addition. Um, I don't have much to say about this episode, though. Yeah, it's just me basically like the the, the movie names. Um, well, I do, I do love that the, the, the advertisement for the video game was um, 60 levels of chop sake violence. <laughs> um. And then, what was it, Uh, Lujitsu Films, uh, Jiu-Jitsu for Justice, Punch Chowder, (laughs) Um, with Tang Shen. Oh, there's a name drop. Yeah, on the cover. I'm like, those covers are really nice, like just great vintage VHS style. Um, 
that's about all I've got on hot soup. Okay. Okay. Well, with with, with hot soup out of the way, uh, let's let's move on to a pretty important episode. The oh, Evil yeah. League of Mutants. So there's mutant crabs that are fighting the turtles. Just, it opens up with action, right? Yeah. Uh, during or after that fight, around the beginning of the episode, we realize that someone is kidnapping the city's villains. Uh, and the turtles decide, we aren't good enough. We need to learn to actually fight. Which is a really funny thing to say in episode 13. Yeah. They head home, and they're asking Splinter to help them fight. And he's like, you got to watch these Lujitsu videos, because this, this is how you'll learn to fight. And the Lujitsu videos are basically Jackie Chan movies? Uh, a little a little bit Jackie Chan, a little bit uh, Bruce Lee. Because basically Lujitsu's gimmick is that he fights with ladders and fish. Yeah. Uh, and they're like, how is how is this supposed to help us, you know, improve our fighting? Well, Splinter tells them WWLJD, what would Luji, what would Lujitsu do? Well, we find out that Baron Draxum has gathered all of these mutants and bad guys together, uh, basically to beat the turtles. He's like, I'm tired of fighting them. I created them, but they're always in the way. We got to get rid of them. Yeah. We also get some backstory on Lujitsu. We find out that Lujitsu went to the Battle Nexus and won and was considered one of the greatest warriors of all time. And I don't know if they've actually said, like, out loud at this point that Splinter is Lujitsu. No, not yet. But they heavily hint it in this episode. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah. It's too late. <laughs> uh, the Turtles have to go to New Jersey. Uh, to, to meet up with all these bad guys. They're pretty uh, they, bummed about it, too. Yeah, yeah. They they, they travel via, what was it, uh, Leonardo's portal, portal sword? Yeah. Yeah, that's how they get there. Uh, and when they get there, they end up having to fight all these bad guys, or fight Baron Draxum, at least, with ladders and fish. Mm-hmm. Because there is a New Jersey fish market ladder factory. Sure, why not? Very there, it is followed by an absolutely stunning fight scene, and we find out that the turtles have Lujitsu's DNA in them along with their mutation. Yep. Like that's that's the big reveal at the end of it. That Lujitsu is is kind of kind of their father, but not their father, you know? Yeah. Um this was a 30 minute or there was, this was a 22 minute episode. So it felt longer and it actually absolutely was longer. What did you think about the evil league of mutants? I love this episode. And I'll keep saying that about a lot of these episodes, but they're just enjoyable and just overall good. Yeah. And entertaining. And if you know, yeah, (laughs) there's, there's no other way to put it. Um, you know me, I'm a big Jackie Chan fan, and yeah. so when I saw the ladders, I was like, oh, snap, because uh, he did that in Jackie Chan's First Strike, or, uh-huh. um, let's see, where is it, I have it written down, technically, Police Story 4, um, and that was just an amazing sequence overall, so yeah, there's there's definitely, you know, um, 
connections there, you know, inspiration. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, oh, uh, not quite a parody, Yeah, but very much an homage. Yeah, oh yeah. This this was just a fun episode overall. Like, there was a lot of action, there was a lot of story. We finally understand kind of where the turtles come from. Mm-hmm. We get to see a lot of these enemies that we have seen, you know, in in the series, which include Meat Sweats. We saw Hypnopotamus, uh, the Repo Mantis. Like, it is a fun episode. It was a really fun episode. It was um, probably like a mid-season, like, break episode. This was packed. When when the turtles say they need, when they find Splinter and they say they need training, he's like fast asleep and they, he's just like, they freak him out. And he wakes up, I've never been to Dallas! I was like, wait, what? <laughs> what are you doing, Dallas? Um, the name of the Lujitsu movie in this episode is One Fish, Two Fish, Red Fish, Dead Fish. Yep, yep. And, I mean, and, and, and right as the turtles feel like they're screwed, you know, once they see all of the, the enemies, Leonardo looks at the camera and says, this is why you never go to New Jersey. Which is wonderful. It's absolutely great. This is, isn't the first time they've made Jersey jokes. Yeah. No offense to any of our Jersey listeners. We love you guys. Yeah, I don't know anything about New Jersey. I just know that jokes about New Jersey are hilarious. Let's keep this moving. Do you have anything else for uh, the whatever it was called? They took over... The, the Evil League of Mutants. They took over a boardroom in a motel to talk. That was so freaking hilarious. But they don't just talk. They break out into song. Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot about the song. The song is a a, a nod to the Pirates of the Pirates of Penzance song. I am the very model of a modern major general. Um, I've never seen that film. I just I did some research, but I. I am sim- somewhat familiar with that song. Um, oh, okay. That was a crazy just number. Um, the animation was just all over the place. Fire, everything, just nuts. Um, uh, let's see. <laughs> I love that the, tur- the turtles suckered Splinter into thinking that the dummies were them, and they snuck out. Like, oh, you'll yeah. never know the difference. <laughs> um... Yeah, that's about we covered all that. Yep. Yeah. We, we pretty much covered all that. That that whole boardroom scene was just absolutely hilarious. And of course Warren Stone shows up. Yeah, of course. I love Warren pulls Stone. Up, pulls up a, a a chair that's scraping across the floor. Uh l- let's let's move on to one of my favorites of the season. Oh, late fee. Late fee. That's a special connection there. Yeah, yeah. They uh, the turtles are trying to return a DVD, a Lujitsu DVD, uh, before late fees hit in, uh, kick in. Bedtime for bozos. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and every time they try to drop it into a Dropbox or into like a like a red box of some sort, a different calamity like prevents them from returning it. So great. They end up coming across um. Uh, what's his name? The uh, the wrestler. 
That is Ghost Bear. Ghost Bear. And, of course, if you remember from previously, they kind of ruined Ghost, Bear, Ghost Bear's career uh, by taking over the, you know, the whole wrestling federation. So he's pretty unhappy with them. And mm-hmm. there's there's a there's a fight with him and they they almost get into the box three or four times. There's really, really good gags where I think my favorite one is when they park the what's the the shell tank thing yeah and head into the city they had parked right next to a red box when they did and just didn't realize it yeah <laughs> so they could have just returned it there it, it it was a really charming and quaint episode that i feel like we i needed after the evil league of mutants was such a so, so bombastic and uh and important this one is yeah. this one's just like, hey, let's return a DVD, and and I dig, I dug it a lot. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, most definitely. Um, it's another weird, fun. Uh, I don't say it, it almost like a throwaway episode. True, true, but not because it's connected to um, uh, the wrestling episode. Yeah, well, I, throwaway makes it seem negative, like. It's it, there. There are no consequences to the episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's it's absolutely a hilarious adventure that they go on, just trying to return this DVD. Probably the one encounter that they just just keeps tripping them ever tripping them up every time is the trash wizard. <laughs> yes, the trash wizard. I mean, you shall not pass. Is like one of the one of the kiosks, and he just has like twenty movies. It's like, nope, <laughs> in the middle of the road, nope. I was like, man, come on. <laughs> um, and the whole the whole time, like they they have to get the 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 DVD back before midnight, or it's gonna have you know have Splinter will have to pay a late fee, mm-hmm. all for a hug. I was like, come on, throw a pizza in there. <laughs> what else you got? We get the turtle taxi. Yes. Now they're just like they're just rubbing it in that they modeled all of these vehicles. Yeah. Because at this point, we're only what, 14 episodes in and we've seen like three or four different vehicles, not including this, the, the, the motorcycle things mm-hmm. and all of Donnie's tech backpack things. Yeah. Let's move on to 14B, which is Bull Hop. Bull Hop. And last time we talked about Rise, I mentioned that Bullhop was a thing because we saw him get mutated into a a bull bellhop. Yeah. And I was like, that's Bullhop. And not remembering they didn't actually name him until this episode. But uh, the the, the Bullhop, the turtles feel bad for causing the the, the character to be mutated. So they decide they're going to they're going to help him out. And he kind of moves in with them for a while. Turns out they took the 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 bull in a china shop uh, approach to the character. Did so they basically, ever? Yeah, basically made him a klutz that breaks everything. And his existence with the Ninja Turtles in their lair is a nightmare. So much so that it upsets Michelangelo. Was it Michelangelo who was so mad? Mm. I think I remember Mikey being like, "He's got to go." It was one uh, of them. Yeah. Well, wait a minute. Uh, so the, the the turtles create this plan 
to steal some of Big Mama's goo. Uh, some of some of the goo that she uses for her like wedding. Because they got to capture the uh, more mosquitoes. Yeah. Yes, they they were gonna they were gonna steal some of Big Mama's goo. Uh, they mess up and tell Bullhop that that's the plan, and he, uh, feeling bad that he made their their home life so miserable, felt like he was gonna do this job on his own. You know, he was finally gonna to step up and, and and contribute. So he goes, and there's a whole kerfuffle with him in the uh, the Grand Nexus Hotel. Mm-hmm. Where he dances with Big Mama, and there's a that whole was fantastic. That was fantastic. It was. It absolutely was fantastic. Um, and they do end up getting the the, the goo, uh, and Bullhop decides he's going to move out and and try to pursue a career in dancing or a future in dancing. Yeah. Bullhop. It's good to see a mutant that's not a bad guy. It really is. It's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess the only other one would be Todd. Ah, uh, Todd. Yeah. Uh, this was a fun, weird episode because it very much focused on Bullhop. Like, the turtles were not initially part of the the third act where he's trying to get the uh, the goo. Yeah. Uh, so there's some. There, my favorite gag is when we find out that Donatello told Bullhop that if he touched his ear he could talk to anyone anywhere <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then not two seconds later michelangelo like presses his ear and says something yeah as if he was talking to someone who wasn't there yeah that was that was really right what'd you think of bullhop i love this episode um bullhop being voiced by uh kids in the hall alum dave foley i love dave foley fantastic um we got we got stuff all over the board in in this episode um in the beginning where donnie is kind of like surveying things and looking at at bullhop through his um just night vision goggles or just goggles or whatever he's got don's code name is purple rain cool cool very cool um, and Don is is pulling his best Sir David Attenborough uh, dialogue as he surveys Bullhop in his habitat. Uh, which I, <laughs> yeah, was hilarious. Um, let's see, there's some Canadian dialogue in here too, which is interesting. Yes, because Bullhop is Canadian. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this the whole parts of seeing Bullhop in the Turtles Lair doing weird things from playing um I'm I you know it's it's dance dance revolution but I think it's pants pants revolution yep um which was hilarious which was um, which foreshadowed his his ability to dance with uh, Big Mama yeah uh it was it was prepping him um and the turtles are in funny costumes, like Raph is in his uh, typical uh, trench coat and fedora. Mikey is dressed up like a telephone pole worker dude. Yep. Um, More Leo's, costumes, man. I love costumes. I, I, I do, too. Um, 
That's about all that I got. I I I I liked the 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 dancing and then like the wrap up. And he just you know, he felt like he was contributing and helping them, which was great. Yeah, is it? It was a it was a fulfilling episode. I really liked it. It was. Is that all you got for Bullhop? Indeed. Okay. What is next? Mind, Mind meld. This is the other episode that was very similar to the one where uh, – very similar to Smart Lair. Yeah. Because Donnie makes his brothers smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he does this in order to get a dragon's tooth power source. And he finds out that he made them too smart. They then start to outsmart him and start to to, to tweak his uh, inventions to make them better. And Donnie's kind of jealous of how good they how smart they are. And then he realizes he's not s- smart enough to like capture them and change it and, and like change them back. Yeah, he ends up having to he, he has to have a really self-aware conversation with himself about what his own weakness is to trick his brothers into Step, basically stepping back into the uh, the machine that made them smart so he can make them dumb again. And then he had to use the uh, the dragon's tooth power source to power the machine to make them dumb. Yeah. So he it was very tools. much a, like a, I cut my hair to buy you a comb. Or, you yeah. know, what's that story? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's very similar to that. What was that Gift of the Magi? I think so. Yeah. Um, but yet again, really good episode. Seeing all the other turtles wearing Donnie's masks, were, 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 Donnie masks were, was really weird. That was so trippy and like very like Mirage esque. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, which was really cool. What would you um, think about Mind Meld? I loved this episode. <laughs> You've loved every episode. Well, I mean, it's <laughs> it's just they're so well done, like. We're not just saying this to say it. Like Nickelodeon's not paying us. You know, we're when we <laughs> when we legitimately talk about something that's gonna be bad, we do. And we yeah. both have different opinions on different things, but this is really kind of a gem. This is kind of an underrated series and people I'm on forums and all kinds of other stuff and on Discords and I'll see people just, you know, I was like, okay, just crapping all over it. I'm like, okay, look at it like this. And then I've changed a few people like, oh, oh, yeah. I didn't think about it like that. And then I go into my bit on Turtles 3 and why that movie's not bad. And they're like, oh, I didn't look at it that way. I'm going to go yeah. rewatch it right now. Yeah, so, just just the, the 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 one the best way to change someone's mind is just say watch it. Just watch it. Yeah. If you give it a chance, like an honest chance, you'll probably like it. And make a good valid argument on why you should watch it. Yeah. And they're like, so so many yeah. people do not give it a chance based on oh they look funny. Like, just calm down, just calm down. Just, Watch the show. Watch the show. They just don't give you a reason why they don't like it or don't want to watch it just because that that's not a reason, you know? Yeah, that's not a reason. Um, let's see what what episode are we doing again? Uh, mind meld. Mind meld. Um, oh yeah, yeah. What, what, what are you? Yeah, what uh, what details you got on Mind Melt? Pizza pigeon. Pizza pigeon. <laughs> it's a take on the pizza rat. Yep. Um, 
Don's afraid of beach balls. Yeah, yeah. Um, the uh, the mind mill machine suspiciously looks like the machine from uh, the Fly with Jeff Goldblum. That's on purpose. I'm sure that's well, on purpose. Of course. <laughs> um. Oh, I just the way that he tricked them, that Don tricked them to get into the machine. They were so happy. I was like, oh, that's so cold blooded. <laughs> oh, that just that hurt to watch. I was like, man, Don. And of course, he used beach balls against his brothers. Yeah, because yep. they were, you know, he had to outsmart himself. Yeah, which was well done. Um, other than that, that about does it for mind meld. Okay. That, yeah, because I, I, I enjoyed it. It was, it was fun. We're coming up on the home stretch. Yep, yep, yep. Next up is nothing but truffle. <laughs> is it? Yeah, nothing but truffle. This, this episode, I think, might be the only one in this run where I was just like, okay, whatever, let's go to the next one. Um. In this one, Mikey and Todd, of <laughs> of all um, characters, is spying on Meat Sweats so they can learn how he makes his food so good because Meat Sweats, you know, started as a chef. Mm-hmm. They find out that he uses mystic truffles and during the process of, you know, spying on him, Meat Sweats discovers them, and one of Meat Sweats' power is he sucks the 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 uh, the abilities out of other beings through touch. Through touch, and so he touches Todd, and Todd's superpower is being nice. Yeah. Yeah, we have a Meat Sweats that's super nice, and now Michelangelo ditches Todd, who is passed out and is now searching for truffles with meat sweats. And then there's a fight because meat sweats chain, you know, it it wears off and ultimately, you know, Michelangelo has to apologize to Todd. Speaking of disposable episodes, like this one can be discarded, I think. Yeah. This is a throwaway one. The throwaway. Yeah. Uh, There was a funny line where Mikey calls him tree sweats, because he soaked up the uh, the powers <laughs> of the truffle tree, which was evil, the evil truffle tree. Yeah, a wear tree. Yeah, yeah. I I just didn't like this one a lot. I, you know, it's it's fine. Even though I love Todd, like Todd's a cool character. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I forgot to mention that the um he showed up in the oh, what episode was it? Oh, he was in the the evil one. Yeah, the evil League of Mutants. Yeah, he brought everybody lemonade. Yes, he did. <laughs> was getting on <laughs> Traxmas's nerves, which was great. Todd, Todd is the nicest guy. He is. He really um, is. What 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 else you got for nothing but truffle? Uh, I really don't have much. Um, at all. This very. Very odd that Meat Sweats was eating pork chops. <laughs> True. <laughs> it's like it's like taking a bunch of McDonald's chicken nuggets and putting it down on the ground in front of your chickens. Like, here you go. Have, you know, yeah, it, well, it's to, dinner time. To be fair, he hasn't always been a pig. Well, this is true. 
What is weird? Like, like if I was mutated into like a cow person tomorrow, oh, I think I would. I think I would still eat beef. Probably. Because I like beef. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't it's, know. It's what's for dinner. Yeah. Except when you're eating chicken. Uh, let's move on. Let's move on. So we watched two more full episodes. One of them is very important. And two of them, not so much. Yeah. Episode 16 is the important one. And it's a 30 minute or 22 minute episode. Uh, and it involves Baron Draxum uh, looking for or, or, or teaming up with the, the foot ninjas or the, the foot origami ninjas or whatever uh, to search for pieces of armor that are said to have ancient powers. Mm-hmm. Splinter finds out that April is working at the foot, the, the foot clan's shoe store. It's uh, not the foot locker. No, it's not the foot locker. Uh, and of course, April has another job cause she's always getting another job. Yeah. It's the foot shack. Uh, and there's a hilarious uh, sequence where Splinter shaves his body to, to, to in order to investigate the foot shack and look like a normal person. Uh, well, let me see. He, he, he referred to himself as Randall, <laughs> the, an average teenage boy. <laughs> and he looks ridiculous, of course, because he already looks ridiculous, but one of the foot like employees was like, Oh, hi, average teenage boy. <laughs> <laughs> so he successfully sneaks in and, uh, him and April end up investigating the foot shacks, like basement. And they find all of the foot, uh, foot soldiers or foot ninja in there actually, you know, trying to find these artifacts. Meanwhile, the turtles are on Baron Draxum's tail uh, through the city trying to find him. Ultimately, everything comes together at the end where the turtles crash into the, the, the foot shack uh, with Baron Draxum. And it's revealed that the foot ninja or the, 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 the foot are looking for an ancient armor that is the Shredder's armor. Ooh, and, dum, that, dum. and that uh, Splinter is absolutely Lujitsu. And he is a member of a an ancient clan whose job has been to protect the world from the Shredder. The Shredder can only exist if the armor is brought back together. Mm-hmm. But since the foot hasn't really been a threat during Lujitsu's life, lifetime, he slacked up on his job and instead became a movie star and had lots of fun. Lots of fun. Lots of fun. It's he reveal it's revealed to the turtles that he's Lujitsu. They're mind blown. As are other people, but I'll get to that in a moment. Yeah, yeah. Like like this is there's been like three 20 minute episodes that have given us the most story in all of this. This one is like the icing on the cake. It's, It's definitely one of my top favorite episodes. Yeah, yeah. Um, the. The foot ninjas end up getting the, you know, the piece of the uh, the armor that they were looking for. Splinter, <laughs> dressed up as a foot ninja, beats the crap out of the turtles who are not good fighters. We've established that. 
Yeah. Uh, and we do finally get the Lujitsu reveal like that. That is kind of the the big deal in this episode. Yeah. What what do you have to say about Shadow of Evil? God, this, this, this episode is just all over the place. Um, in the very beginning, we had the turtles like going through the zoo trying to find uh, Drax and then traces of him. We have our we have a huge Easter egg. Oh, we do. Our, yes, uh, I forgot uh, to uh, mention uh, that. Yeah, rather big nugget. So in in said zoo, you can see um, Draxum's like weird vine tentacle things holding a rhino, a warthog, and a punk bebop and rocksteady in human form. Yep, or humans that are supposed to remind us of bebop and rocksteady, and also. Two animals that are supposed to remind us of Bebop and Rocksteady. It, it's totally them. I like, mean, it's got to be. It. All right. Yeah. The thing is, is if we never actually meet Bebop and Rocksteady, then it doesn't have to actually be them. It's 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 just a, it's an homage. It's a it's a. Hey, I look mean, at that. That's that's pretty on the nose. Oh, it is. It's definitely on the nose. Um. And Splinter's like, hey, the turtles are gone. Basically, him saying, I can eat whatever I want. It's naked time. And it just starts just to disrobe. And then April's just kind of chilling there on the couch. Hey, oh, my gosh. And he breaks it. She's so shocked. He breaks his back. And then he has to, like, do all these weird flips to get it aligned back again. I was just, I was just, I was rolling. Yeah. Um... And you get a lot of flashbacks, like Splinter is triggered by seeing the logo on her shirt, which was really cool, seeing all that different uh, styles of art going back to the, you know, his his flashbacks. Um, there's a weird raven crow mutant thing. Yeah, yeah. It reminds me of Koya. Have you met Koya yet? I No. Okay, then never mind. Um, that's an I, that's an IEW thing. Okay, one of my favorite moments is when they're fighting the, the Raven mutant and like Donatello, they're it's it's big, and so like one is underneath the undercarriage, one's on a wing, one's on the back, and Donatello pops out of her nose. I'm like, what? It's just so bonkers. Like they're throughout the show, there's like feels like splashes of like Ren and Stimpy kind of just madness throughout. Um. Which is great. Um, <laughs> uh, when when the uh, our two our two head foot soldiers or, or you know foot goons or whatever discover that Splinter is Lujitsu, they lose their mind. Yeah, yeah. They're like, I'm a huge fan. This movie made my life. And they this just pull what... DVDs out of their like <laughs> out of their pockets. Yeah, I was like, I was like, oh, I was like, it's like, you know, like they were about to ask for his autograph. Yeah, like literally the, the like the biggest movie star on the planet at the time. Um, that was a great moment. Um, it really was. Let's see. When when they're when the turtles and Splinter and April are escaping, um, on the back of a subway car. When you go through that tunnel, you see this black and red lighting that's uh-huh. just 
beautiful. I was like, wow. Cause like, the, again, the artwork in this show is just all over the place at, at face value. It doesn't look like much, but it's much deeper than that. If you really take the time to look at it closely. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, this is, Oh, this is also the first time that it's kind of hinted that Baron Draxum is trying to become the shredder. Yeah. Like that's, that, that's the goal here. Yeah. Big deal. It's a big, it's a, it's a big deal. It's a big episode. Um, I really enjoyed it. So I think this was the point in the show where I was like, this is actually really good. Like, this isn't just funny. This is actually really good. Yeah, because, like, at first it just felt like it was a good, like a bunch of throwaway um, episodes in the sense, like, where's this going? And yeah. it's not until it does. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, well, I'm ready to move on. Are you? Yes. Okay. Episode 17A, uh, the last of uh, – 17 is the last one we did. Uh, is Portal Jacked. And this one is weird. It's really weird. It's kind of all over the place. Leonardo uh, was trying to tele- teleport him and his uh, his brothers, uh, and they're basically just trying to go get pizza and accidentally gets separated from him uh, and ends up at Senor Hueso's uh, restaurant. Love that guy. Yeah, yeah, he's the, you know the the skeleton looking guy, uh, almost like he's from um, Coco. He's obviously Mexican. He might be Mexican. I don't know. He ha- he has a Latin name, so there's that. Yeah. yeah. He explains to Leo that he got portal jacked, and that if he doesn't know how to use his his portal sword the right way, it's going to continue to happen. Uh, he said Leonardo's like, okay, well then you're gonna help me find my brothers because I lost them. Uh, and Senior Hueso shows him a way to get to the Mystic City under New York City by way of a dumpster. They get there. Hueso tries to abandon him because it's not his job to save Leonardo and his brothers. We find out that Hueso is uh is wanted in the Hidden City and that's why he lives uh, in New York because. Apparently he did some bad stuff. We find out that he didn't actually do bad stuff. He was tricked into doing it by his brother, who, instead of being made of bones, is made of only skin. Yes, pretty disgusting. Which is real gross. Uh, and his brother is a is is a mystic pirate who has a mystic pirate ship, and they they're, they stole Leonardo's sword and. The episode goes zero to 60 very, very fast. Uh-huh. And then 60 to zero very, very fast. Because, again, this isn't only – like it's going to take me 11 minutes to describe an 11-minute episode. Yeah. Like that's how much stuff happens in Portal Jacked. Uh, I do really like that we got some context to the Senior Hueso character. Me too. And I really like – even though I hate pirates – that's canon. Like Sergio hates pirates. I really liked the angle of this being a mystic pirate story. I need more clarification on that, but this is neither the time nor the place. I don't like pirates. Just, just, just know that. Um, well, 
Did one bite you as a child? No, they just aren't entertaining. They don't make any sense. I also don't like cowboys, but let's it's not what we're talking about. What do you think of Portal Jack? That's a whole podcast right there. I need to know I need to know more. <laughs> um I I really enjoyed this episode a lot just to see that world and just to see a different character. Um and the pairing of Leo and and you know his other brothers aren't there. So you know, you have to rely on different things. And you kind of saw Leo, you know, kind of take the lead, you know, because he had to. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> when he's trying to convince him um, that, you know, hey, we're, you know, we're bad guys. Uh, and, like, and they did that vent- ventriloquist act. Mm-hmm. That was that was hilarious. I also don't like ventriloquism. Of course not. Um, uh, the, um, the hidden city police kind of look like Judge Dredd. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> we find out that Todd is his favorite customer at the pizza place. Of, no, course, of course. Of course he is. That's, that's, everyone loves Todd. Yeah. He's able to cross battle lines without anyone questioning it. That's right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like I, I just I, I like the 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 Hoiso character. I like I like it whenever they give the turtles their own, you know, a spotlight episode about just them and them interacting with other people rather than the brothers. It, has, have, it kind of breaks up the the monotony. Yeah, yeah. And no other no other like turtle show really excels at that. Yeah. You know, like as 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 good as you know, brother brother interaction is in most turtle stuff. Like seeing them apart, kind of, it's the exception that proves the rule. Right. You know, it's like this is good, but look at how good they are together. Yeah. You know, it's good to see. Yeah. Uh, is that all you got for Portal Jacked? Yes. Cowabunga! Okay, so I guess we'll we'll throw an audible here. So it turns out me and Jeff watched the last episode, the wrong last episode, or more specifically, I watched the wrong last episode. Uh, so I guess we'll start with episode 17B next time. Uh, what are your final thoughts on all of the, what we watched? It was it's another just weird, wild dive into. A series that most people like you're just your your just ordinary fan or your diehard fan would just kind of like turn their nose up to. And I was I was that fan. I was like, nope, because like, how do you follow? It's the same trap as how do you follow 2K3? And then I was like, then you start watching 2012. I'm like, oh, oh. And then you get pulled into that, too. And it was like. And then you see Rise. I was like, no, no. How do you follow 2012? And it's the same thing all over again. But it is completely different. It is different takes on the Turtles. Probably my most favorite version of Donatello because he's so sarcastic yep. and just arrogant and just fun. Um, But I urge every single listener out there Give this show a chance. Turn your brain off. Have some pizza. Enjoy. <laughs> because it, you're you're in for a wild ride. 
Um, overall, again, as we go through this the series, the the settings, the look, the style, the animation just gets crazier and more detailed, and just you know, I I I love the look of all of this. Um, and like I said, we get more information on you know what's going on an overall direction of where the story's going um uh with uh with you know the shredder and then you know, lujitsu and that's just like it's just so much fun yeah 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 I, look last time when we talked about this we talked about things that are things that were kind of upsetting about the show, like, oh, we don't like how they treated Splinter. We don't like this, but the show's good, but we don't like this. Like, this time around, I'm glad it was just constant. I love this episode. I love this episode. I love this episode because it's such a good show. Yeah. And you don't have to like it. If you're not, if, if this is, if you're not looking for funny Ninja Turtles, then this may not be the show for you. Mm-hmm. But, if you're turning your nose up to it, not you, you know, the plural you, the royal you, if you're turning your nose up out of principle, then you being way up on your high horse, you're not going to see one of the better Ninja Turtle cartoons. Yeah. Like, if we're talking, and this this may sound like blasphemy, but if you were to say, hey, hey, Sergio, let's sit down and watch an episode of Ninja Turtles. And you gave me a choice to watch this or 2K3 or 2012. I probably would say 2K3. Mm-hmm. But I would have to think about it. Yeah. It would be like, uh, what, am I in the, what am I in the mood for? Because like, if I'm in the mood to laugh, 100%, I'm choosing Rise. Mm-hmm. No questions asked. If I'm looking for, you know, traditional turtle stories, then the uh, those other two you know, series will probably win out. Just it, it's it's a crime that this show has been treated the way it has, and I think part of the part of the uh, the problem is it debuted so soon after 2012. Yes, I will definitely agree because people were still like enjoying. Uh, that series and then just so quickly between the two and not give you like a break yeah in between yeah like if if, if they waited five years and did not rise five, and well, well they did one it was a there was a one-year break yeah no not even a one-year break it was the next year yeah that rise debuted and like it had had it been five years and it basically a group of children rotated out of Ninja Turtle watching and a new group of children rotated in mm-hmm. all of them coming in with blank slates. I think it would have done better or, or if it was five years later and turtles debuted on something like Paramount plus or Netflix. Yeah. Where it just has more viewers built in because like these episodes were averaging less let me see. The, they were averaging about half a million viewers. Yeah. For new episodes. And towards the end of the series, they were averaging like 0.06 million. So 
there just wasn't an audience for them on Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. But if you throw an entire season of this or like 13 episodes of this on Netflix in the kids section, it's going to explode. Oh, yeah. So I, I think Nickelodeon has a lot to think about when it when it comes to future Turtles projects, because marketing it as just a, a weekly kids show on a cable channel. I don't know if that's possible anymore. There's probably not a future in it. Unless they work in tandem with doing both on the network and streaming. Yeah, yeah. You might be onto something there. Um, yeah. But I, I love watching these. I, and I'm so glad that you're enjoying them. I, I would have hated for you to have to sit through all these episodes and you hate them. Oh, look, I'm pretty much game for anything. I have a wide taste uh, when it comes to, to my entertainment. I love, I, you know dang near everything um and i'm i'm more than willing to give stuff a chance like if i try and i'm like mm, that's not that's not for me or if i go into a deep dive and i might tell you here's why i don't you know and um it's 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 very few and far between um yeah. but i keep looking at comments on social media and stuff like that and you have a handful you know, you'll have a, a lot of supporters are coming out in support of Rise. I'm like, we want more. Give us more. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, and then for every handful of that, just say, oh, you know, this is the 2012 series is the only one I like. Uh, out of, you know, everything, I was like, well, give her, give other stuff a chance, man. You know, there's yeah. there's something there. You know, like, it's the same thing. Like, people that love the 87 cartoon hate 2K3. Or there are groups of those people like, come on, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like th- that's the one thing about Turtles fandom is you can't you can't plant your feet and be like, this is where I stand. Nothing else is good because then you just look like a fool. Yeah. Like, you just, know, because every iteration all. is so different. Yeah. You have to jump all in. Yeah. Well, you don't have to jump all in, but you have to at least be willing to experience everything else. Yeah. You know, you just, you just can't be like, oh, well, the original car, they'll never be the original cartoon. It's like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just, it's all different facets. You've got the comic uh, fans that hate the 87 cartoon. They hate all the other stuff. And I was like, guys, or hate a- IDW. I'm like, well, you're wrong because IDW is fantastic. <laughs> so, oh, well, Jeff, uh, but before we, before we j- pop on out of here, do you know what we're talking about next time? I do not. Do you know what episode is next? Oh, like what episode I'm, number? It's a character spotlight. Ah, look at you. I know. I know what it is. I got it. Okay. A stuck baby. Ah, no. Still no. 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 Next ah. up. Next up is a fan favorite character spotlight on Bebop and Rocksteady. It's a two for one special, folks. Yeah, there's yeah, they're like they're you, you you don't have one without the other. Yeah. Jeff, where can you be found? As always, Sergio, you can find me at the Warp Zone Arcade, Brandon, Mississippi's premier arcade. We specialize in video games from the retro to modern era. Um, one of our staples is Neo Geo, uh, featuring King of Fighters, Metal Slug, Windjammers. And so much more. 
Uh, we special also specialize in game tournaments, uh, birthday parties, uh, and so on. Um, uh, you can find us on Facebook. Um, we post here and there. Um, and uh, we would love your support um, to give us a, a like and comment and so on and so forth. And where can we find you, Sergio? You can find me on Reality Breached. Uh, we've, we've had qu- quite a month uh, so far on Reality Breached. We did, we've done two episodes with two more coming. Uh, we, we covered WandaVision, uh, and you were on that episode, uh, uh, I believe, thoroughly sometime last that. week. Thoroughly enjoyed that conversation. Yes. Uh, and then we did a whole episode on canceled culture, which that episode's not for the faint of heart. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I was not there for that. <laughs> but coming up this month, we are also going to be covering uh, the Snyder Cut uh, and also Godzilla versus Kong. Ooh. So it's, 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 it's. I will definitely be uh, pushing you to, to get me on that one. Oh, yeah. You'll be on that one. D- don't worry about that. You'll definitely be on that one because I don't know if I could talk about Godzilla and Kong for an hour. So, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but all of that can be found at realitybreach.com or uh, on the podcast player of your choice. If you found Shellheads, you'll be able to find Reality Breached on that platform as well. With that said, thank you for listening. Uh, Shellheads, of course appreciates every one of you that downloads and listens to uh, our show. Uh, as I mentioned last time, and as I mentioned earlier in this episode, check out Tomes of Evil. Jeff and I were recently on uh, on that show talking about Baxter Stockman. It was a fantastic time. It was. It was. It's like a, it's like a a bonus character spotlight of Baxter Stockman. It was fun. Yeah. Uh, and that can also be found on podcast platforms around the internet. And it's just a, overall a legit fantastic podcast. Yeah, it's it's about bad guys. How can you go wrong? Yeah. Well, the bad guys have all gone wrong. They're bad. Well, true, but yeah. nobody talks about them. We did. All yep. right. That does it. Uh tune in next time. I'm Sergio. I'm Alberto. <laughs> and we're shellheads. <laughs> That was a terrible Alberto impression. It was. <laughs> and we're shell hats. They're getting closer. Don't miss an episode of the Shellheads podcast. Visit realitybreach.com or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or anywhere you get your podcasts.